0: Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. (laughs) Still, and my name is Greg Smith. You've dropped into our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. And today's episode, Clarity.
1: Clarity. Mm. Well, I just got new glasses, so uh, things are much clearer for me for this podcast.
0: Well done. There we go. So uh, Greg and I have been friends for a long time, and are you okay today, buddy?
1: Well, you know what? I, I, was, I was telling Alistair before we started that I, uh, I pulled my back, and it wasn't anything uh, dramatic. Like I wasn't, uh, I wasn't playing football, or I wasn't doing anything, uh, you know, fun. I, I have no idea what happened. but uh, So I'm a little stiff, uh, but I went to a massage therapist, which was
0: excellent, and, uh, and so I'm in recovery mode, but I'm still moving a little bit slow. You know, you and I can be fairly creative, so I think we need to come up with a better story than whatever this story is. Yeah, I think so. I think so. We can do that. I saved, uh, I saved some
1: people from a burning building. It was amazing. Um, I have a couple of singed hair and, uh, and my back pulled a bit, but those 35 people No, <laughs>
0: Yeah. I can tell you, I'm looking across, uh, we're at Staples Studio, uh, in their podcast booth again, our home. And, uh. Greg is sitting there and he's got the weirdest posture. You can just tell that he's in pain and I hate to laugh at you, my friend, but you know, your your body is, your shoulders are uneven and your head is kind of bent over to one side. So I, I feel your pain. Well, that may be the problem. So I don't know if that's the result or the problem, but now thanks, thanks for, uh, for empathizing with me so much. Yeah, just disregard my life. <laughs> uh, so let's keep going. Uh, here we have both been managers for a long time. We have both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development. In every episode, we're going to discuss a situation where we and others have missed the mark, and we're going to start at the perspective of the employee, and we're going to discuss how we have observed others successfully manage the situation. And we're always going to have an underlying theme of a good discussion. We're going to have a good discussion. Always. Greg's energy is a little low today, but I think he's going to be okay. I think I will be, I'll pick up. So clarity. In our interactions with our manager or other team members, you aren't entirely clear what is going on, or what is being said, and you may at times experience some or all of the following. Your boss says something that appears important, but you're not sure what they mean or the intent. You're doing some tasks, but you're not clear why and how it fits in. You're asked a question, but you don't understand it or where it comes from. There is some conflict, but you don't understand it and where it came from in the beginning. So what's up with this? How important is this subject and how does it affect our relationships and the work environment?
1: Well, like anything, it can get cloudy, right? So uh, clarity is such an important aspect and it can be driven by a whole bunch of things. Some leaders just really aren't good at at expressing their points like me right now. No, uh, some of them aren't good at just expressing their points. Some folks don't take the time to really um, uh, uh, think through what they wanna say. And, and some folks don't actually confirm what they've said to confirm understanding. And all of those can result in severe uh, vagueness and confusion in, an, in a department or an environment or, or an organization. So I always think that uh, clarity is so, so important. And I actually think there's a lot of unclarity right now in the world. Because when things change so much, it's hard to provide really crisp clarity sometimes. But that doesn't mean you can't update and you can't give folks, this is what we know today. This is the clarity of what we're looking for. Because the clearer you can get a picture, especially of an endpoint, of where you want folks to go or where you want the project to be, the better it will be. You know, there's always uh, the thing, if you don't, that uh, story around an archer. And an archer if they just miss if they miss the the pointing their arrow by just an inch when they let it go it will miss the target completely so clarity on where that target is and to be focused is really
0: so important when you're trying to get something done yeah this is one of the topics that i developed and i'm all about clarity uh i might not always be clear but it's what i expect from other people and use the tools as one of the uh Episodes we did, I don't know, 10 weeks ago or whatever. And I learned from taking a bunch of those instruments that I require clarity. Like, I need to know what the lane is, what the expectations are, you know, reporting points, and then let me go. And I'm low maintenance. But up front, I need to know a lot, bunch of things. And like, I've actually walked down a hallway after somebody that's asked me to do something, still chirping, asking questions because I'm not clear. Now, I hope I'm a clear person, but, um, Maybe not, mm. but I certainly appreciate it in other people when they ask me to do things or talk to me about something or are giving me feedback or whatever the task is. I really appreciate clarity and it's one of the things that I have valued in some of the leaders that I've been closest to and something that I've really missed in some of the other leaders that I've had. So for me, this is really, really important. It, it isn't even just, you know, uh, a request, uh, it could be anything. But that clarity is so important because if you you're right. If it if we're not clear, we're gonna miss on the deliverable, whatever that is. Well, and this that's a really good point
1: because it's also knowing your people, right? And knowing what people need. Some people need a lot more information in order to start. It doesn't mean that they're less smart. It's just that they love to collect the facts. And then once they get all the facts, man, they move really fast. There are other folks that will get slowed down by too much facts. But for them, you still have to be clear enough that directionally they're going in the right the right place. So knowing your people and knowing what they need is really interesting. So it's, it's funny, clarity could mean different things to different people. However, it is still about knowing what are the most important things you need to declare. Because I don't know how many meetings that you've been in where like there's 10 people in the meeting And you leave a meeting and everybody leaves with something completely different. And how mad is that and how uh, confusing and how disorganized and ineffective is that? So we'll talk about some of the tools around from a clarity perspective. How do you close the loop at those meetings to make sure that whatever your level of requirement is, you have enough that we're actually moving in the same
0: direction? I was laughing because as you were talking, I was thinking about a story. You see, clarity to me is more than a meeting. It's more than a conversation. It's sometimes an email or, you know, somebody reaches out on whatever chat you have. And I went back about, I don't know, nine or 10 years. I got called in for an annual evaluation. And it went really well until the, the comments section. And then a comment was written down and I'm going like, what does that mean? It isn't even factually correct, let alone how it's been characterized. And uh this is one of these situations. I think we talked about this like a long time ago, like one of the first episodes. <laughs> and I just decided I went, I don't know what this is. But you know, I shouldn't be leaving an assessment going, what does that comment mean? Like what do they mean? Like that's not that's not even factually correct, let alone how they've characterized how I approached it. And there's no way you should leave an assessment going. I don't know what they mean. I don't know, like, is this a job? Like, what is this? Yeah, well, you know, and we'll probably get
1: into talking about this, but that's also understand, because sometimes we aren't as clear as we think we are. Um, So, again, being not only knowing your folks, but being present in the conversation with your folks. You can tell pretty well if someone's got kind of a quizzical look on their face. And sometimes those folks- I had one of those. Right. And sometimes folks uh, might not want to say anything, but what confusion can that create? Uh, So even if you sometimes aren't as clear as you hope, and that happens to all of us, just be aware of what the impact of what you're doing is is it really clear and if you sense that something is off and the best leaders not only uh, verbally might hear it or even even see it in someone's faces you can kind of sense confusion in a room you should be able to read the room right right so the best leaders read the room and get a sense and and even if they're not sure they ask, so is this clear? Are you, is there any questions that you
0: have with regards to that that we've, that we've maybe missed? I didn't get that opportunity. No, no, no. I decided to leave because it was either a fight or flight type of thing. And in that situation, and I don't back down from having a, a hard discussion with somebody, but it went like, I, I don't understand this. Um, it doesn't seem to be affecting the bottom line. Uh, and right. I knew how kind of the system worked. So I went, no, I'm going to walk out of here. I, I think the person wants a fight. I don't know. I don't really feel like it. I don't think it's going to do anything, but it was really unclear what they were saying and why it was even there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, sometimes it's important to just make those trade-offs. Like you say, is it worth it?
1: If it's not, then let it go.
0: So down to common sense, what are some common sense things as a manager to help deal with this situation in terms of being clear? Mm. And the first one is pretty basic. You need to be clear. Like you need to go in there and think, you know, knowing it's important that you're clear, that people understand what you're doing, what you want, or what you're communicating.
1: Well, I think you just said it right there, which is, is powerful. And and honestly, this I'm probably spending so much time in my coaching and also uh, team events and those type of things talking about mostly in coaching is to how do you create space to show up really well in the meetings that you have with folks. And part of that is carving out some time before you meet to say, just like you said, what am I trying to communicate here? What's the mindset of the person who I'm communicating it to? And how will I know if they understand that we're aligned leaving the meeting? So actually just asking those questions up front are so helpful because we we are scattered these days. There's lots of pressures and change that are happening. So You might t- be working from home. Might be working from home. So taking the breath and actually pausing and thinking, What's the outcome that I want out of here?
0: What do I hope this
1: person's gonna walk away with? And and being clear of that, it's amazing how that will help.
0: And remember, not everyone has the same perspective as you. Maybe nobody does.
1: Right, right. Not only what we talked about earlier, which is just the style approach. Some people might have different ways and different needs of what they need in order to be clear, but the, even the topic might be different. I might, the values come into play as to what are my different values that are with regards to this,
0: but, uh, yeah, it can be complex. Give people an opportunity to ask questions. A real opportunity.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's again creating that what I call safe brave space, so that people are have the courage if they don't agree. So something like your example of the, if there's something weird on my on my, it wasn't uh, a safe place. It wasn't a safe place, and if you can't, then that's going to limit the dialogue with regards to it. And if there's confusion, because I may have also heard something something from someone else, and I'm just relaying it but it might not be a truth. It might just be their perspective versus yours. So how do you actually create the space for questions?
0: After you've indicted the person. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes an email or online chat just doesn't cut it.
1: Yeah, and I'm seeing more and more of this because we're remote uh, and because we things are moving so quickly is that um, folks will send emails, notes, chats, and they assume that it's landed well they assume that people are clear uh, when they're not and if you consider what your space is like right now busy busy things are changing multiple emails coming in multiple priorities both at home if i'm working from home and also working uh, in my normal job you got to understand that everybody else is going through the same things. So, so much is missed. I, you know, I, I was talking with someone the other day who, who finally took an extra long weekend and they came back and they had over 250 emails in their inbox. Hey, you're going to miss something. So uh, you better find a better way or you better find a better method of making sure that things are really crisp and clear. Because even writing a really good email by putting something in the subject line that says must read and then right at the top say the three most important things that, that are in this email are this and then go and do the details. Those techniques are really helpful because if you're
0: just putting it in something or doing a quick email, it can get lost. Sometimes you actually have to have a conversation, whether that's in person or in Zoom or whatever you use at your place. Sometimes there has to be a discussion before that email. Mm-hmm. Or, or certainly if, if it's important and there's, you know, there's some things that people really need to understand, then at least shortly afterwards, you need to have a conversation. Like I understand the need for a chat or an email, but if it's really important and if there's room for misinterpretation, then have the conversation first, set it up. And then send it. I agree. I agree. There's nothing better than
1: in-person context to be able to really. And then you get to see some of the things we talked about earlier, facial expressions, the energy of the room, and those kinds of things. And then summarize it in an email and say, okay, Alistair, further to our conversation, here are the things that we've agreed to, here are the next steps. If there's anything that I've missed or captured incorrectly, let me know.
0: And I think we've kind of touched on these things, but I certainly think we should emphasize them. People can't get inside your head. If they're reading a text or an email, and especially if there's room for misinterpretation, you can't assume people know what you're talking about or the intent. I agree. I agree. How many times
1: in our podcast have we talked about the importance of why? Providing that context to understand it is so important. And often when we don't do it, uh, um, an email, a text, something like that can come – through without any of the context, any of the why behind it. Um, So it's really important.
0: And that was one of the points as well. People need context around the project or task or conversation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if people look confused or blank, try again. They probably are confused. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And I mean, just, you know, I'm, there's ways to do that. You know, Alistair, I'm sensing that maybe I haven't been, I haven't been really clear. Um, I'm sensing there may be still some questions what, what's still missing for you? Uh, what are the things that maybe I haven't said that you think would be helpful in order to be successful in this project. There's ways in which to set it up versus saying, come on, man, just don't you get it kind of thing, you know, cause just again, be kind and ask questions, create the space for someone to be able to ask the question.
0: Check in during any project or task to ensure everyone is on point and has an opportunity to ask a clarifying question.
1: Yeah, this is a good one, right? Because things change, and nowadays things are changing really even faster than we've ever seen. And so, clarity up front with a project or a, or an in, or an initiative or whatever it is is really really important, making sure you're aligned, but the reality is stuff changes. So, how do you build in those checkpoints? To actually say what's the same, what's changed, what do we how do we need to pivot? Because pivoting is the word of the day and you need to be able to do that. But when you pivot, you need to provide clarity around what
0: choices you're making, why you're making them and where you're going now. Well, that was the next one. If there is a course correction, be clear what is going on. Take everyone with you. Give them an opportunity to ask questions, to give you input. Uh We work as a team, right?
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I I wasn't looking ahead. That was honestly thinking that's the flow we should do. So
0: you don't read stuff. I sent you ahead of time.
1: (laughs) Sometimes I do
0: (laughs) ask ask for feedback on how you're coming across. I mean, at a certain time, you know, maybe just have the conversation. Greg, are you clear about what's going on? Am I coming across? Okay. Is there something you need more from me when we talk about tasks and, and, and things? Just ask.
1: Yeah. You know what? I've been uh, reading more and more about a shift that should have happened a long time ago, which is the best leaders are, again, leaders that just hold space. They don't do everything. They actually just create a space for people to think and to make their own choices and to actually own what what they're up to. Uh, and that includes asking for feedback. That includes creating that space for, hey, what are you learning? What would you do differently? You know, and uh, there's some great models. One which always it has built in the refine stage, refine and assess, refine and assess, and that's the world today. It is it is pivoting. It is a, it is a refinement model, and you get re- best ref- refining when you ask questions.
0: And I think that vulnerability in asking somebody for feedback. Or going, hey Greg, sorry about that. I blew that play. Let's talk about this. What, what should I? What did you need to have known? Uh, this is what I see. Oh, there's that too. Okay, let's let's play it better next time. Out, you know. Let's work together on this. I'm sorry. I've had, actually had a boss say, hey, listen, I'm sorry, I blew that play. Like, oh, okay. They're a real person. Imagine mm. that. They make mistakes and they own own up to it. Oh, that's cool.
1: Yeah, such a simple thing because you know, we all I, know you made a mistake. Yeah, right, 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 and you know, it's just although we're funny sometimes, because I think sometimes we think we hide stuff, and I, you know, it's a defense mechanism for sure. But is we, it really yeah, hidden? Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not. You know what we think it is, and we 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 uh, adapt, reframe in our head. But how, there's so much power and freedom in saying I messed up. Um, can we get back on track? Yeah, people will respect you a lot more if you say that.
0: And they'll approach you. Like if something's starting to go off the rails, they say, listen, you told us to do this, but just guess what? This is happening and it's pushing us slightly off course. What should we do? Yeah. Thank you for that. Okay, let's sit
1: down and discuss that. Yeah, I agree. Agree.
0: And showing an effort is appreciated by those that work for you. When you make an effort, when you say, listen, uh, I don't know what to do. What am I missing in this picture? What do you guys think we should do? making that effort is just so important in a team.
1: I agree. And you know, uh, um, it's amazing how little recognition and appreciation we still offer at work. All the studies still keep coming back that says we don't do enough of it. That encouragement and openness and appreciation for both the work that people are doing and also the the willingness to step up and, and give your opinion and ideas, it just doesn't exist in organizations. The best organizations, it does, but it's a simple thing. We all, we all know what that feels like. Um, so let's try and do more of it.
0: So as employees, there are a couple of things we can do to assist as well. Be patient. Don't check out of the situation. This is a hard one, right? Because...
1: Um, I think, you know, before starting, we talked in different situations that we had where we worked in places where there wasn't clarity. And even when you asked about it, um, it it seemed everything was hidden or confusing. Um, And it is hard not to check out. Um, But people do all the time. People do all the time. So, you know, how do you even in those situations own your own space? How do you... um, you know there's secret other secret vo- there's other voices that you can seek out to get clarity if your boss isn't isn't somebody who's giving it to you then think about who else could help inform me to make better choices to be successful in my role cuz sometimes you're going to be stuck in a, with a manager that really either is uh, above what they their their skill level, you know, you get those people I've worked for them where folks were just promoted beyond what their capabilities were, some people that are just fearful and and uh, and some people just have a hard time communicating, so sometimes
0: you got to work around. I think we've all dealt with those insecure bosses. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Mhm. And ask as many questions as you need. And I know Greg, you and I are at a certain stage of life where if we thought we needed to ask those questions, we would probably just do it because Mm -hmm. we're at a certain age and stage and we've lived, you know, we've both worked for 35 plus years or more. Mm -hmm. And I understand why this might be for a newer employee or a contract employee or a casual employee or somebody like that, that isn't in a really good solid position, but you have to ask as many questions as you need to understand what's going on, what the task is, what the conversation is, what the correction is, whatever it is, it's important to ask as many questions as possible. Yeah. One
1: of the things I am saying is that with the younger generations, they don't seem, and uh, this is a blanket statement, but more and more of uh, the folks that I've worked with that are younger generations, aren't afraid to ask questions, which is really, really good because probably our generation. Would be less willing to ask questions. We didn't want to look as if we didn't know. But how many times have we were we walking around blind? Walking around blind or really wasting a lot of time? And again, and you know, again as a manager, if I I would have loved someone to say. Greg, you know what, I really, I'm, I, I, have, I need some clarity here. Um, I want to make sure that I'm focusing on the right things and going forward. That is just a, that's a song that you'd like to be sung with regards to it. So yeah, encourage people to ask questions. If you don't know, um, boy, oh boy, in the short term, you might feel a little um, less because you don't know. But in the longer term, it's a lot better than working on a project for months and then realizing you're actually
0: climbing up the wrong tree. And have the conversation in person if you can, or on zoom. There are some tasks that if you just get a, a chat or an email, it's fine. But if you're being asked, uh, you're something's being conveyed to you or something's being asked of you and you're not sure, sometimes it's just better off. And I've said this, I don't know how many times let's jump on a call or let's, let's come in here. Let's talk about this. It just seems to go better. So if you have, you know, if, if you need it and you have the opportunity, you know, have a conversation either in person or on Zoom or whatever you use.
1: Yeah, and the and the other thing we talked about with the manager is the same here is be planful. So really take the time and be thoughtful around what specific do you need and why do you need it. Tie it to results. Have that conversation and saying, Alistair, I uh, wonder if I could grab 10 minutes of your time. I just need some specific clarity around the project with regards to it. Here's what I believe I understand. And I really want to make sure we hit it out of the park and make this successful. And in order to do that, I just want to make sure that I've got things down to what I need to have. Here are the questions that I have. I have three questions. Boom, boom, boom. What is it going forward? Okay, is there anything else, Salester, that, that you haven't heard me say that, that can help me be successful in delivering the project? Again, be planful. Don't just go in and be unprepared. Uh, and not know what you need because if you have to go back two or three times and you still come back with a really not clarity of what you need, so go in planfully.
0: And check in occasionally to ensure you're on point. Have those go-no-go uh, no go points or check-in points, at, you know, as you're working through whatever you're working through. Uh, be planful on when you want to check in and make sure that you're okay. Again, again
1: uh, owning the situation and being able to say, you know, to your boss, Alistair, I, I really want to make sure I'm on track. And one of the things that I've often found helpful is to have a quick, crisp check-in along the way. So here's what I'd like to propose. I'd like to propose that on a monthly basis, on Monday morning, if you're free, that we take 10 minutes and we just go over the key deliverables. And and I can share with you any barriers that are getting in the way and also the traction that we're making. Is, that, is Are you comfortable with that? Oh man, a manager would say that's fantastic because i then as a manager, I'm also pretty confident that you're going to be on top of things.
0: And I threw it again, just for good measure. Ask more questions. If you need to ask questions, ask the questions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you might not be in the same headspace as the boss. And I think we talked about this on the boss side as well. Mm -hmm. But go into a situation knowing you're probably looking at things differently.
1: Yeah. Well, again, those same questions that we ask, the boss would ask going in. It's like, what do I need in this situation? Um, Where am I at in this situation? Where is my boss at? What's on their mind right now? What do I think is important to them? And what is also important? interrupting or what are they involved in right now that might impact what we're trying to accomplish? Actually asking those questions and being thoughtful, there's something about it because if you if you ask yourself the questions and think through what might be some of those answers, you're going to be a lot more prepared and then you're going to show up in a much more powerful and, and effective way. And
0: learning to work for a boss is a process. You're not going to know everything at once, but as you get to know them, as you experience difficulties or successes or whatever it is, bit by bit, you're going to know them better. It's going to be easier. Right. And throughout every
1: podcast that we've had, I think since we started, we said the most important thing is to know your people. And your people might be your team, but it might be your boss. And, and know them and understand what they need and then shift to support what they need to be successful. Let go of stuff that, that, you might, that might be important to you but that aren't important to them. And if it's not a game changer, like you said, with your situation at the very beginning, sometimes you just got to let stuff go because it's really not that important and it'll inhibit more than it'll help more. So really just think through those things, but it is about being proactive and it is about knowing and understanding how we work
0: together. And I think sometimes people they'll have like, you know, say they've had experience with you and they just write you off. No, you know what? It's a process. Mm. Like none of us are perfect. And yes, you have one bad run-in with the boss, but you need to learn from those things. And I think you need the headspace going like, okay, I'm going to have to get to know this person, learn what they like, what they don't like, how they like to communicate. Oh, don't talk to them before they have their coffee in the morning. That type of, even something as simple as that, mm-hmm. I think we have to go into this with the willingness to get to know somebody. And yeah. it doesn't happen overnight. No,
1: I agree 100%. But, but it doesn't take a super long time either. Sometimes folks feel that I don't have time to deepen relationship. I don't have time to really understand who this person is. I just it's just i just don't have the time. But when you figure out the time you save by really understanding what a person needs to have clarity, to be supportive, to deliver the results, um, one, that person is going to be more effective. Two, because they're known... And they feel connected, they're more likely going to stay with you longer. So there's so much payoff with spending a little bit of time up front and getting to know someone and then by your actions, showing that you really do know the person and what's important to them and what they need to be successful. That is such a simple thing to do. Yes, it takes time up front, but boy, oh boy, it'll pay off in the, in the long term. Mm-hmm. Both ways. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, wrap up, Greg.
1: Yeah, I almost think what you just said was the best wrap-up. It's like know your people. Clarity is so important. And um, right now with all these moving pieces that are in the world and changing things that are impacting teams and individuals, it's really hard to keep track of stuff. Um, and, and having a really clear, simple conversation that people leave a dialogue with a shared understanding of what needs to be done, who's doing what, and when we're gonna do it by is so, so important. And then updating them in the process is that, so it's just keeping on track of things, um, knowing uh, each other and understanding what you need in order to have a shared view of where we're going. It is just so, so important. Take the time, it is
0: so worth it. Um, It's not something you wanna skip. So for me, very briefly, it's I want to be clear, and I want people to be clear to me. And what do I need in whatever situation I'm in for that to happen?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree.
0: And you know, we talked a little bit earlier. It's
1: at the end of every conversation, uh, you should every conversation actually you should have a you should have a setup. What are we What are we trying to do here? And people should anticipate it
0: as well once they know right. you do it.
1: Right. And yeah, Then you build it, and then you have the conversation, and then always end with the bookend of the loop. So, what are we walking away with? What have we agreed to? Who's agreed to what? When are we going to do it? What support do you need?
0: And are we all good?
1: We're all good. Yeah, you know, and and you know, uh, um, uh, I, there's that saying that I think I've said before: uh, don't leave with anything in your pocket. If you got something you need to say, say it. Um, there are lots of bea- put it on the table. That's right. Lots of beautiful tools. There's one called Fist to Five. You can do the research we've shared with it before, where you just say on a scale of one to five. What, how clear are you or how aligned are you in the situation depending on how you use it and people show their hands? That's a great way that everybody leaves with knowledge of what's going on but always have that closing loop so that people leave with the same understanding as to where you're going and how we're going to get there.
0: I like that. That's cool. Um, we hope that you didn't find anything we said offensive or made you angry. But Greg, I think your philosophy again.
1: Yeah, we always share at the end of each of our podcasts a great insight from my original coach. And uh, she said that, you know, in our dialogue, there's going to be some things that you're going to, we're going to bring joy to you. Uh, they're usually the things that you've, you're making traction on or really resonate as true and something that you are maybe good at. And there's also things that are going to make you a little crunchy. And those are the things that you're going to maybe be annoyed by and say that's ridiculous. I can't do that. And you, this one might be one of those ones that you have some of those things that think, "Great, just don't have the bloody time to do that." And and or or I, what are you talking about? I, you know, we can't do that. It's unrealistic. Uh, those are probably things that are pointing to an opportunity for growth. So really, really listen to those crunchy points
0: because they're probably the biggest accelerators that you'll have as a leader. Or somebody's going to call us and not being clear in the past. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Alistair, how could you guys be talking about clarity? I remember when. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But you know what, this is, that's what this podcast, it's about, eh? It's about our failings, other people have failed. Like you and I, we're not experts on any of this stuff. We're just having a conversation about it and learning from each other. And I've asked this question before, you the listener. Who are you talking to Mm -hmm. about this stuff? You Mm -hmm. really need to talk about it. You know, who are you walking this walk with as we learn to be managers or leaders or supervisors or whatever you are, it's important to talk to somebody. I agree. You ready for a shout out? I'm ready for shout outs. I'm blocking it so he doesn't try (laughs) to peek. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. 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 That's not, that's not fair, man. Lithonia, Georgia, USA. Ah. No idea.
1: No, don't know that either. So it rings a bell somewhere, but, uh, it, well, Georgia, we know where Georgia is. That's uh, in Atlanta. I'd look uh, it up, but my, my geor- mouse
0: is frozen on my computer, so. I think that might be around, uh, Atlanta, but I'm not sure. I think it is too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm having some, uh, uh <laughs> I didn't want to mess with my, my laptop because one of the two recordings we make, we make with my laptop here and it's, it seems to be frozen. So I was going to look it up and then I went, no, yeah. I'm, I'm going to end up no, losing no, the no, recording. We don't need that. Yeah. That's happened folks. Yeah. Um, yeah. So welcome to the club, Lithonia.
1: Yeah. Fantastic. Welcome.
0: Um, uh, anything else? I don't think so. You sure? I'm positive. I'm looking at the clock. This is like the shortest podcast we've done in like probably a year.
1: Well, you know, with my back. You are clear. It's probably it, good. And direct. It's probably good. Yes. Yeah. We were clear and direct and I can now go home and take my uh, pain meds
0: and. Uh, drift off to sleep? Drift off to sleep. <laughs> yes. I shouldn't be laughing because you look like you're in pain, just the way you're sitting there, just the angle of your neck and your head from the rest of your body. (laughs) And now I'm making you laugh and it probably hurts. How committed am I to be here? Very committed. See, there we go. Well, it's all about clarity. It's important. Right. That's exactly it. Okay. Um, Take the time with the people you work with. They're an important part of your job, your success, or your failure. Talk to you next time. Take care.